clear the stage and set the sound and lights a place if that's the measure you must take to crush the idols Jerk the pews and all the decorations too Until the congregation's few and have revival And tell your friends that this is where the party ends Until you're broken for your sins, you can't be social and seek the Lord and wait for what he has in store And know that great is your reward So just be hopeful Cause you can sing all you want to Yes, you can sing all you want to you can sing all you want to and still get it wrong Oh, worship is more than a song And take a break from all the plans that you've made And sit at home alone and wait for God to whisper Begging please to open up his mouth and speak And pray for real upon your knees until they blister And shine the light on every corner of your life Until the pride and lust and lies are in the open and read the word and put the test the things you've heard until your heart and soul and stirred and rocked and broken cause you can sing all you want to yes you can sing all you want to you can sing all you want to and still Get it wrong. A worship is more than a song. We must not worship something that's not even worth it. So clear the stage, make some space for the one who. Deserves it. And anything I put before my God is an idol. And anything I want with all my heart is an idol. Anything that I can stop thinking of is an idol. And anything that I give all my love is an idol. Cause I can sing all I want to, yes I can. Sing all we want to
And set the sound and lights a place. If that's the measure you must take to crush the idols. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to God's house, and I am so excited to see you. I am just so excited to be in worship. It's a great day to worship the Lord, isn't it? And we're going to sing a song in just a minute. We have every reason to praise the Lord, every reason in the world to just give him our praise and our thanks, whether it's been a good day or a good week or a hard week, whether you've been on top of the world or down in the valley, you have still every reason to praise the Lord. And that's why we've gathered together today, isn't it? To acknowledge his presence, his love, his greatness in our lives, to give him our thanks and praise and to hear him speak to us. And do you know God's gonna talk to you today? Do you know this or not? He is. God's gonna speak to you with his own voice through the word of God. And God's gonna touch you today. Did you know that? You're gonna get touched by God when you come forward and receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper because in, with, and under the bread and wine we know is the very body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. So do we have every reason to praise the Lord today? We certainly do, and we are gonna give him our best. So a few announcements before we dig in. I'm Pastor Dan, one of the pastors here at Faith Church. Uh, today is the third weekend of the month, and you know here at Faith on the third weekend of the month, we always give away all of our loose plate offerings to a worthy charity or a mission here in the valley or the world. So that means anything that's not in an offering envelope or anything that's not designated, right, any of the loose offerings will go to a charity. And today our our giving is to Camp Luther. It's that great organization here in North Wisconsin where uh, so many of you have spent time and have uh, uh, been part of uh, growing in the faith and in God's great, the great Northwoods, uh, as they say. So we're gonna celebrate their ministry among us, pray for them today. And if you're inclined, uh, all the free will offerings this day will go to Camp Luther. Uh, also, uh, wanted to let you know, uh, we are in this sermon series called Rethink the Lies That We Believe. Uh, we're currently talking about self-lies. These are the lies that we tell ourselves that stop us from receiving all of God's good gifts and graces in our lives. So we'll chat today about those. There's an outline you received when you came in that we'll work through uh, in the message a little bit later. And then lastly, some of you may know our member, dear Dolores Jacobson. She is a longtime member here. She is our church organist. Uh, she is in the choir forever. Uh, Dolores lives all by herself and doesn't have any family here in the area anymore. And she's having some hip surgery. And uh, because it's outpatient, she's not able to get insurance for her stay afterwards. So she needs some help. So we've set up a website. If you'd like to help Dolores with some of the bills that she's gonna incur from this surgery and for her stay of recovery after her hip surgery, there's a little pink card out on the table with a QR code that you can scan and get information about Dolores. And if you'd like to help her with some, some cash just to help her through this difficult time. If you know her, she's such a sweet soul. And uh, she just um, doesn't have a lot of really close friends. 
except her church family. So if you'd like to help uh, love on Dolores, uh, there's a little card there you can get that we can hopefully help her through those bills. All right, all that being said, it is time to worship our amazing God. And I already told you we're gonna sing this song. We have every reason to praise the Lord, so let's stand up and give it to him.
us, we have every reason to praise the Lord. And we also have every reason to rejoice because he has given us the breath that we have. And therefore we need him. Um, in just a little bit, we're gonna sing the song, Lord, I need you. But before we do that, let's bring our hearts, change our hearts to a time of confession. Lord, I need you. I come to you. I am broken without you. Hear my confession, Lord, and cleanse me of my sin.
Friends, can you imagine if uh, you just got on the phone and called up the President of the United States and said, you know, I really need to talk to you. What do you think the odds are that you'd get an appointment? Probably not so good, right? But our amazing God, the God who created the universe, the God who sustains everything around us, the God who gives us every breath I, that we breathe, whenever we call out to him and say that we need him, he doesn't put us off. He doesn't put us on hold. He doesn't say, not now, I'm kind of busy. I've got a lot going on. He doesn't say maybe later, he says, what do you need? Because I love you and I'm here to give you whatever you need. That's our God. And when we come to him as we just did and confess our sins and our brokenness and our need of forgiveness, again, he is right there to say, I know. And that's why I sent my son Jesus to die for you so that those sins you just confessed could be forgiven. So it is my joy and delight as one of your pastors to remind you again of this amazing good news that your God loves you so much that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You are forgiven. So let's try to say how thankful we are for what he has done for us as we sing this song called Gratitude. Short. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do, but every song and you never do so
Please be seated. Well, you've heard me say already today that we're in the series called The Lies That We Believe, and today the self-lies that we're talking about is this lie that says, I cannot be happy unless everything goes my way. And related to that is the second lie we'll talk about is this idea that my unhappiness is always somebody else's fault. And so as we talk about these lies and the potential that these lies have to pull us away from God's purpose and power in our lives, we're going to listen to St. Paul speak to us in Philippians chapter 4, where he talks about the secret of real satisfaction, the secret of contentment. St. Paul said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you have at last renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And this is the word of the Lord. And now we turn to Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 5. And I know you just sat down, but would you please stand since these are the words of Jesus. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Now would be a good time to pull out your little yellow insert if you're going to follow along with the message today. And uh, you see, we're talking about these two lies that I mentioned earlier, and we're going to talk about why it's important that we understand these lies so we can see how incredibly damaging they are to ourselves, our well-being, our joy, and how damaging they are to the purpose that God has given us to accomplish together here in the kingdom. So as we run through this, you can see my thought. Here's, here's the Dan logic in all of this. We're going to talk about what these two lies are on the first page, and the back page, we're going to get to the solution. All right, so let's just dig right in. That first lie is this. I can't be happy unless things go my way. I know, of, uh, um, I know a friend of mine who was, uh, was talking to um, uh, a teenager about why they were so unhappy, why life was so bad and blue and, and hard for this person. And he said, so tell me, what is it that you would need in order for you to have a good day? And without thinking, this teenager just started rattling off things like this. Things like, I want to stay out late and sleep even later in the morning. I want my sister to leave me alone. I don't want to have to have a summer job. I don't want uh, anyone to bother me or bug me. I want everybody to agree with me. I want my boss to be kind and nice to me. I want everybody to think the same way. It was like one thing after another. And after he was done, my friend said to him, you do realize that that will never, ever happen, right? In other words, if you keep thinking that way, you will never, ever be happy because that is never, ever going to happen. And yet so many of us have bought into that lie in one way or another, that unless everything works out the way I think they should, I cannot be happy. So look at this test, right? The test I printed on, are you the type of person that can only enjoy life if things go the way you want them to? In other words, can you be happy if your car breaks down, if service is slow in a restaurant, if someone drives like a fool in front of you, if someone posts something stupid on social media or whatever? Are you the kind of person that can still have joy and peace even when things don't work out the way you would like them to in life? In other words, is your happiness uh, connected to external circumstances around you or does your happiness come from somewhere else? That's the test. And I think if we're honest, right, all of us will find that there are times in our life where we let the circumstances or people in our lives radically affect our mood, our behavior, how we speak and treat one another, and what we do with our lives. Yes or no? Yes? Some of you aren't answering. Is that because no, this never happens to you? Right? 
See, this is a lie that just Satan, Satan has perpetuated in our minds, in our lives, that we must have everything work out in order to be happy. Well, as I wrote, the reality is sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, things don't go the way we want them to. And it's just an inescapable reality of life that we live in a broken world full of broken, sinful people of which we are chief. Yes? And because of that, things are never going to work out the way you want them to. There will always be something. So do you see, if you believe the lie that everything must work out in order for you to be happy, just like that teenager, you will never be happy. So the bottom line, if we believe this lie, we will never, ever be happy. So right now, I don't know if you're thinking this, but as I was preparing the message, I'm thinking, I bet someone's out there going, why in the world are we talking about this in church? This sounds kind of like a psychology class that you had in college or something, right? Why church? Because God wants you to be happy, joyful. God wants you to have joy in your life. And if we believe this lie, we are choking God's gift of joy in our lives. That's why this is important. That's why it's important that we talk about this that that joy of knowing and loving God is one of the tools that God uses to reach out to the world with the good news of Christ. And so if we walk around like a big old sourpuss with a big old crabby face, if we walk around, woe is me like Eeyore, uh, right? Is that any kind of witness for God, witness for the kingdom of God, witness about the joy we have in knowing Jesus Christ? That's why it's important we talk about this in church. This lie chokes joy and chokes God's purposes in our lives. All right, second lie. My unhappiness is somebody else's fault. You've never said that, right? You've never thought that, right? Some examples, my, my parents didn't raise me right. That's why I'm like this, right? That's a good one. Uh, the country is all messed up. That's why I'm not happy. This law is stupid. That's why I'm not happy. Uh, my husband is a jerk. That's why I'm not happy. My boss makes me, my boss hates me. That's why I'm not happy. I mean, the list goes on and on how we blame others for our happiness, our emotional stability. Again, it's a lie. That's not God's intention for us. So here's a test. Picture yourself in a long line at the grocery store. It's probably like the day before Thanksgiving. You know, that's probably the worst day to shop, right? The day before Thanksgiving, you're in line at the grocery store and someone cuts right in the front. What's your first reaction? Your blood starts to boil. You start to get real angry and crabby. Maybe you even reach in your basket and toss a loaf of bread at them or something worse. I don't know, right? So, you know, you might say that person made me angry. The reason I'm angry right now, the reason I'm tossing produce around is that person's fault. But you know what? It's not that person's fault. That person didn't make you have these feelings. You chose to have those feelings. This is the point, the lie that, that we've been told that other people can make me angry, that other people can make me unhappy, that other people's behavior that I have no control over somehow controls me. It's a lie. And again, it chokes us from God's purpose in our lives. As I wrote here, the reality is everything you feel and everything you do comes from within you. 
and it's not caused by someone or something else outside of you. Man, this one is insidious, this lie. It creeps in and we start to feel after a while that I can't help that I feel this way. See, this is this lie, it's a, a twist to this lie. I can't help it that I'm angry. I can't help that I wanna get revenge on this person. I can't help that I don't feel like being a good person right now. Lie, lie, lie. Who is in control of your feelings? Who is in control of your emotions? You are, not anybody else. And so when we believe this lie, that other people control my joy, my happiness, my feelings, right? Then the bottom line is we will always be the victim to every person and every event that life throws at us. And sadly, I know a lot of people that walk around like victims. They walk around like they can't make a difference, they can't help how they feel, they can't change things. And when they do that, they lose God's purpose for them. Why are we talking about this in church? Because God has purpose, God has a reason for you. God made you and wired you up the way you are and put you where you live and gave you this job and the family and friends that you have so that you can accomplish something great in the kingdom. But when we walk around like a victim, then we choke God's purpose in our lives. So do you see why it's important that we talk about these lies, everybody? Do you, right? So what's the solution? Are we victims to these lies? Heavens no. Turn the page, would you? And I would like for you to join me as we read these words together from Philippians chapter four, verses 11 to 13, right? Let's all read these together. Words from St. Paul. It's, we heard them earlier, but this is a different translation from the Good News Bible. Read it together. I have learned to be satisfied with what I have. I know what it is to be in need and what it is to have more than enough. I've learned this secret so that anywhere, at any time, I am content, whether I am full or hungry, whether I have too much or too little. I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. I think that is one of the most powerful, important verses in all of the Bible for us. You hear St. Paul saying, he's not gonna believe the lies. He's not gonna believe the lies that he doesn't have everything he needs to be fully content, to find full joy and peace and purpose in life. He has learned the secret, but guess what? It's not a secret, <laughs> but he's told us the answer. The secret, the answer is found in Jesus Christ. The answer, the key to understanding this is to just believe that Christ is all I need. I don't need the approval of others. I don't need other people to agree with me. I don't need to have this or that or the other thing. The only thing I need for real joy in real peace is Jesus. You know, it was Corey Tenboom who came out of the concentration camps of World War II who had this amazing quote. She said, you may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Isn't that a powerful statement? The danger of having as much as we have in this world today, the danger is we start to believe that I need those things in order to be happy. Maybe sometimes we need to just stop like Corey Tenpum and remember that if we have Christ, we have all we need. 
And everything else that he gives is frosting on the cake. Everything else he gives is blessing upon blessing that our loving Father provides for us for our joy and peace and happiness. So the key to understanding is understanding that all we need is Jesus. And two words to understand this, to apply this, right? If you have Jesus in your life, if you have a relationship with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then you have these two things. I printed these two words for you. You have security and you have significance. Right? If you have Jesus in your life, you have security. What I mean by that is you know that you are unconditionally loved. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that there is never a thing that you could do or say that would ever have him turn away from you. You know that he loves you on your good days and your bad days and everything in between. You know that there's not a single thing that you could do to make him love you more, and there's not a single thing you could do to make him love you less. His love for you is full and complete and unconditional and total. And he proved it when he died on the cross for you. He proved how much you matter to him when he gave up his own life so that you might have life now and forever. See, if you have a relationship with Jesus, you are secure. And it doesn't matter what happens around you. Nothing changes that. And secondly, you are significant. That means you have purpose. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know that he is walking with you in this world to make an impact in the kingdom of God, to love God and love what God loves most, the people around you, right? And so if Christ is in your life, you know that you have a reason to get up every morning. If Christ is in your life, you know that he's gonna do something special every day. If Jesus is in your life, you just have this beautiful journey with him walking through life. And that significance and that security doesn't change. It's never taken from you. It is always there because of your relationship with Christ. So you see, he is all you need. So don't believe the lies. Don't believe that you have to have things to go your way before you can happy, be happy. Don't believe the lie that, that other people have to agree with you or have to do what you want them to say in order to be happy. Because you have Christ, you have everything. Amen? Let's have a prayer, shall we? Gracious Lord, Heavenly Father, God, forgive us for the times when, when we take for granted or we just forget your incredible love for us in Jesus. And not just the love, but the power it gives us to live life and to manage life in this nutty world in which we live. Lord, help us today just to know you more, love you more, be blessed by you all the more so that every day we might believe the truth of who we are and how you see us in Christ. In his name, we pray and ask all these things. Amen. Well, let's say thank you to God for this gift of his son that he has given us in the purpose of significance and security by our offerings. These are the gifts we use to lift up the name of Christ in our world. So thank you for your giving. And don't forget today, all loose plate offerings is going to Camp Luther. Thanks for your giving. Open my eyes, let me see
sing it with me. Now we bow our heads to speak to our amazing God in prayer. Well, Almighty God, through your only beloved Son, our Redeemer and Savior Jesus, you commanded us to love our enemies, to do good to those who hate us, and to pray for those who persecute us. We remember how Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. So Lord, by your Spirit, lead our enemies to true repentance and help us to forgive those who have wronged us and to forgive those we love. Almighty God, you desire all your children to return home to you and you ask us to witness and share our joy and our purpose with others in the name of Jesus. Again, we remember how Jesus himself said, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So Lord, by your spirit, turn the lost from their false gods and their false lies and help us to be your ambassadors of love and forgiveness through our acts of humble service. Almighty God, you desire us to live in peace and harmony with one another, especially within our families. We remember how St. Paul said, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. So Lord, by your Spirit, bless our homes, our family relationships, our marriages, and keep them all strong so that they may reflect Christian love to others and magnify your holy name. Almighty God, in this earthly life, we sometimes endure hardship and pain, but you have given us a savior, Jesus Christ, who loves us unconditionally and fully and gives us such purpose for life in this world. And he asks us to come to him to find peace and strength. We remember that Jesus said, when it gets hard, 
He said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Lord, by your spirit, look with favor upon the suffering and grant them comfort and healing according to your gracious will. Tonight, we lift up those who are sick or ill or facing surgery. We pray for Dolores Jacobson, for Bob Zulsdorf, who is on hospice and nearing the end of his days here on this earth, for Cindy Hoppe, for Joan Mueller, for Shirley Schrader, and for all those listed on our ongoing health and healing page. We pray you would grant them your love, your grace, and if it is your will, healing. Lord, we also rejoice in the blessings of life. We re rejoice that tomorrow little Louis J. Kelsey will be brought to the fount of holy baptism and washed clean by the water and word and brought into the family. We pray that is the beginning of a whole life full of blessings for little Louis. We also celebrate the anniversaries of marriage for Brian and Jennifer Zager in 35 years and for Larry and Darlene Peterson celebrating 65 years together as husband and wife. Lord, these and all couples, we pray you would bless with love that comes from you. Lord, we also pray for our Lutheran Women's Missionary League National Convention that begins this next week. We pray that you would work through this great organization for these great women of service to use their gifts to bring the good news of Jesus into our world. Bless their convention, have them give them all safe travels, and bring them back excited and ready for use in the kingdom. So Lord, into your hands now we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And together we join in the prayer Jesus himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on the very night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. This sacrament gives us such peace and joy. So take a moment now to share that peace and joy with one another around you as you prepare to receive the sacrament.
gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer. There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life is only bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine, I can sing, all is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in
If you're able now, would you please stand? Friends, may this true body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith unto life everlasting. Go now in the peace, joy, and great forgiveness of your God. Amen. And as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and forever give you his peace. Amen. Amen. And we have one last song, My Redeemer Lives, and this is a clapping song.
was not even noticeable. It's fine. <laughs>